to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 17th of July 2016, entitled Recipe for a Happy Family. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. Okay, praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you again. Lord willing, I was uh, gone for weekend or so I preached in London Luton Luton actually near London an independent Baptist Church and uh, last Sunday I preached in Croatia uh, Romania my home church and I went to a conference and uh, we really enjoyed uh, all the other preachers that were there around 50 of them plus uh, family so uh, we had a good time in Romania and uh, Lord willing we'll have another good time next uh, Sunday in Romania my son my little boy David and I pray for us uh, so we'll be heading to Romania on uh, uh, Saturday and I'll be back on Wednesday to go back to Romania in August for two weeks uh, of uh, going around churches preaching revivals conferences a big conference uh, we're heading up in uh, our home church with uh, Brother Beaver, you know, Brother Beaver. And uh, let's pray God will uh, save people and uh, God will strengthen churches, families. We'll have a comp- conference there for families. So God is really focusing on the family. The conference I went to uh, had uh, this theme, family. So... I'm going to preach on family today, and we'll hear about family again and again, because God really loves uh, families, and God is the one that really made the family in Garden of Eden, of Eden. Did I say it right? Okay. <laughs> That's where uh, the first family came in existence, and God is the author of the family. He is the one that made the man out of the clay of the earth, and then out of the ribbon, he made the woman. The rib? Okay, not ribbon. You're right. <laughs> it's rib, because ribbon is something else. So use it for different, uh, you know. <laughs> so it's good. Somebody knows about the rib, yeah? And it was called Isha, because Isha means comes from Adam. Adam, so praise the Lord. Uh, Those who have experience, more experience in family life uh, can help us. And in turn, we can help those who want to start a new family or uh, have already had their families uh, going on, but they need uh, some some insight on this subject. And uh, we pray that God will... uh, Bless uh, each and every one of us, uh, our hearts tonight, because um, whether we have a family or not, uh, the Word of God is good for all of us. The Word of God is uh, yea and amen, and uh, if we want to have good families, uh, we need to take uh, God's Word, take the principles out and apply them to our lives. If we want to have random families, whatever, go uh, this way, and then turn and go this other way, and then stop here for a while, um, we can use our own wisdom. 
and will end up in a wreck. As uh, we saw coming down to church uh, this afternoon, two car accidents with people injured. Two on, on a Sunday when there is no much traffic, you know. Can you believe that? Looking around, we see families injured. We see families that end up in uh, wrecks, car wrecks, whatever wreck, but that's not good. But the devil is happy. The devil is very happy nowadays because he sees more and more families destroying, people divorcing, and uh, he sees a new kind of family coming up where people of uh, the same type uh, get together and say, we have the right to to make uh, our own choices and make our own family. But uh, it goes against the word of God. It's against the word of God. And we as Christians should take a stand and say, the Bible says that only man shall leave his parents and cleave unto his wife and be one body. This is God's plan. And uh, this is the best plan, actually. There's no other plan better than that. Even if a man tries to develop their own plan today, God's plan has always been and will always be the best plan. There's no other plan but God's plan. In Ephesians, Apostle Paul talks about a recipe for family. And there are some ingredients. Some of them are ingredients for husband alone. Others are ingredients for wife alone. And others are for both. If we take a look, we'll decide whether it's for me or for my wife or for all of us. And including, we include those who want to get married here because they need to know before they they yoke together they need to know where they are going to yoke to or for there is uh, no good for neither one to yoke together make a family and have no idea whatsoever about the family they both should know what the fam- family is and uh, they, they all, they both should know exactly how to make a family work and be happy in this world nowadays. Ephesians chapter 5, <clears throat> starting with verse 18, I just want to go verse by verse, a few verses this uh, evening to find out uh, some ingredients that uh, will make our, if we are married, our relationship work. And uh, if you are not married, uh, to help you make a good family in future. Verse 8, 18, excuse me. In Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says, And be not drunk with wine. Be not drunk with wine. This, this uh, phrase here talks about seriousness. We need 
seriousness in family. Family is a serious business. People, young people or older people should take very seriously this thing called family. Nowadays we see uh, kind of probation marriages. Let's see if we uh, <clears throat> suit each other. Let's see if we can live together. Let's see if uh, things will work out. And if they do, we'll get married with documents and everything, with a certificate of marriage, with a license, and we'll live on happily. But it, in most cases, it ends up <laughs> in a separation because they realize they're imperfect and they cannot live together happily. And that's because uh, the first thing is they, they didn't see family the way God sees the family. And they started, they had the wrong start actually. They didn't go by the word of God. They didn't go by the, the recipe. They didn't go by the, the book, the manual that uh, uh, lays out everything for a family to work out. And when we talk about seriousness, we don't only talk about a serious matter when two people make a decision to marry. We talk about seriousness in dealing with, with each other. If, if people go and, and drink, some people say, uh, if I drink a glass of wine, I will not get drunk. And they are right. But every drunkard started with a sip or with a glass. They couldn't start, you know, with two glasses at the same time. There's only one mouth and one sip to start with. So, it's sad to say, but here in England, ladies drink more than our ladies in Romania. And they, they boast about that. I don't know why. It's a custom here. They were born with wine in their blood or a mixture <laughs> of blood and wine. And blood is, you know, attracted by wine because there is already uh, wine inside and it's sticky. But when you have two people and uh, you have a lady drinking more than, uh, than a man, it's, I mean, for me, it's very odd. It's very, very strange. And I don't see uh, a family going well in this way. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine. I think a good family, <clears throat> according to the Bible, is a family where the man doesn't drink and the woman doesn't drink. And in this way, both of them are sober. A series. And they take their family seriously. They believe <clears throat> this is something they both need to be in, but with a sober mind. Be not drunk with wine, but be. You see, God never says, don't do this and leave a gap or a void behind. He says, don't do this, and instead, do this. 
Do not be drunk with wine. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So, the one that keeps us together in a family, husband and wife, is the Lord through His Holy Spirit. And we, we need to be under His influence all the time. If I'm not under the influence of wine, as many are today, I should be and I need to be under the influence of the Spirit. And as you can see in the Bible, there is no connection between wine and the Spirit. It's either one or the other one. So a family should be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. If we want to have a good, solid family, we should be under the influence and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit, not with spirits. Listen to me, not with spirits, with the Spirit, <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we are under His influence, if we are under His guidance, then our family will follow God's plan. And we'll, have, we'll both have heaven on this earth. Otherwise, we'll have hell on this earth. We, with wine and uh, other hard drinks, all we can have in this earth is hell. Not heaven, but with the influence, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, with the feeling of the Holy Spirit, we can. Yes, we can. Even if uh, the devil is fighting the family today, even if he's like a roaring lion looking somebody for somebody to devour, we still have, we, we still can have heaven in this earth. Why? Because the Bible says if we are under the Spirit's influence, the Holy Spirit's influence, then we can get exactly what God has for us in store. Too many people forget to ask the Lord about His will when they want to make the decision who to marry with. And they get under a different influence it's the physics influence. Oh, she looks good. She looks pretty. Oh, he's so handsome. I want him. I want her. And that's what drives them. Whereas the Bible says we should be under the Holy Spirit's influence so we can choose and make the right decision. This is from the Lord. This is from the Lord. And if they both have a separate conviction that he or she is from the Lord, then they can get together and make a family. And if we have this conviction, when we continue our life as married people, even when the devil comes and attacks us, sends his arrows, fiery, fiery uh, arrows, we'll stand together because we know this family is of the Lord. This spouse I have is from the Lord. I have no doubt. I have no question about that. I'm sure he or she is from the Lord. And we need to stick together because the devil is out to destroy us. We trust the Lord 
for his plan is the best. His recipe is the best. So this ingredient, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, is for both of us. Not only for one. I, I know people, and one, one of them was a preacher and even a pastor in Romania, independent Baptist pastor. He married his wife, and years after they got into a divorce, and he says, I wanted to divorce my wife because I don't think she was of the Lord. I think I made a mistake. And there is a child involved, and imagine it's not only one, a lady that suffers, there is a baby too that suffers not only for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but for the rest of her life. And we don't think when we make mistakes. And that's why Paul says, be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Just let yourself be guided by the Holy Spirit. And you make, when you make a decision, don't haste. Ask the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit who is within you what to do. Because the Lord will tell you what to do. Maybe you don't like it, but it doesn't matter. He will tell you what to do. And that's the best solution. Listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19. So, we need to be spiritual with other words. Verse 18 says, Be not drunk with, the, with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Let yourself be guided by the Spirit. Be spiritual. Be a spiritual person, a spiritual lady, a spiritual man. And then in verse 19, look what verse 19 says. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Sing. We usually sing, sing when we are happy. If we are sad, we don't want to sing. But if we are happy, we start singing. And usually when we see people singing, we think, okay, there is something that happened in his or her life. Otherwise, they wouldn't be singing. So the Bible says, sing. Who should sing? Only the husband? Only the wife? I think we should all sing. Maybe play the instrument. One will play the instrument. The other one will sing. Or maybe both will sing. But maybe somebody says, nah, I don't have a good voice. Uh, I'm off tune. Uh, no problem. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. <laughs> it's a joyful noise. Amen. But here when we talk about melody in our heart to the Lord. You see, the Bible advises us to sing psalms. And hymns and spiritual songs. Things that will honor the Lord. Not the last of this flesh. Not the world. Not some famous people. Stars in this world. But the Lord. All these songs are for the Lord. And if we have a good relationship with the Lord. 
we should sing glory, glory to the King. We should sing songs that would bring honor to our Lord Jesus Christ. And these songs we sing will make, the Bible says here, will make a melody in your heart to the Lord. And the Lord will listen to that melody. If we both are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we'll sing a melody. But if one is under the influence of the Holy Spirit and the other one is under the influence of wine or whatever, then it will be like, okay, let's sing uh, song number one, Abba Father. And we have two instruments here. One will play in D, the other one will play in G. It, it will be something that will make us stop. Hey, hey, there is something wrong. Or maybe she will play number one and she will play number three. Different songs. Different melodies. And if they play different songs and we try to play one song, either one, this one or the other one, we won't be able to sing it together. There will be no melody. Two people make one. That's what the Bible says. In God's maths, one plus one is one. I don't know why one plus one is one. Because in my mind, one plus one is two, right? Because this is my mind. This is the maths I learned in school. But in, in God's maths, one plus one, a man plus his wife, Equals one. So if they are both under the influence of the Holy Spirit. One mind. They are singing together the same song. The same tune. That will make one melody. Their heart will be happy. And the Lord will be honored. The Lord will be happy. Yes, the devil, the devil will be upset. But we don't care. We don't live our lives to make the devil happy. We'll, we live our Christian lives to make the Lord happy. Amen? May the Lord help us. We live our lives to make the Lord happy. There are problems in a family when they sing two different songs. And let's see what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. When, are these, when do we find these uh, uh, possibilities of two people married singing two different melodies? In 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, we, we read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, excuse me. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? When can we have two people singing off tune, two different, three different melodies at the same time, even if they are married? The Bible says when those two are unequally yoked. When can we find two people unequally yoked? First, when there is one unsaved person wanting to marry. A saved person. They marry. 
And they say we love each other and that's what counts. I know love is an important ingredient in a marriage, but love is not enough. If we want fellowship with somebody, fellowship means to have something in common. My question is, what's in common between an unsaved and a saved person? Because Jesus is not in common. Love. Yeah, but love, this love, it's not an everlasting love. Only God's love is everlasting. So if God is not in there, there is no real love that is in common for those two. The Bible says they are unequally yoked. Or, secondly, we can have two Christians of a different faith that decide to marry and have one family. And there is a problem. Because each one has a faith. And there is something that defines us. And that's our belief. What do I believe? I believe this. What does she believe? She believes that. So the problem appears when, when they, they have their first child. How am I going to raise this child? Okay. Uh, am I going to raise my child in this church, in my church? She says, no, no, no. Uh, I'm going to raise my child in my church because I'm the mother. So where are you going to go? Well, they are both Christians. Yeah, I understand. The other ones, one was Christian. The other one was Muslim or was an atheist or something. I understand that is unequally yoke. But we are talking about two Christians. And they are from different faiths, different churches. Still unequally yoked? I think so. Because when they decide on the way their child should be raised, there is no common ground. There is, there is a fight. Am I going to raise him this way or that way? Mm -mm. It's a problem. But there is another case. Thirdly, we can have an unequally yoke when two people from the same church, I mean saved people from the, of the same faith, decide to get together and make a family. And one is a spiritual person serving the Lord, and the other one is a Christian that hardly comes to church, hardly reads the Bible, hardly prays, and they get together. And one says, it's Sunday morning, let's go to church. The other one says, no, I'm going to church only on Sunday night because I need to sleep more to get some rest because I work hard during the week. Oh, we need to go, uh, it's Saturday, let's go and uh, pass out some tracks, some literature. Let's talk to people about this. Oh, not me, Brother Stephen is to go there in the pastor, and maybe Daniel because he came as a missionary. But not me. It's not my job. And Sunday evening comes and says, hey, we need to go to church. Oh, not today because I need to watch this uh, football match or basketball game or 
cricket or whatever, baseball. And he comes to church once a month. He brings his tithes here. and Everybody's happy because, oh, praise the Lord. Brother so-and-so came to church and even brought his tithes. But is this a good family? I think in Paul's eyes, this was an unequally yoke. Amen? Do you see that that way? Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 5. Sing a melody. Amen? Or two melodies. <laughs> One melody in the heart to the Unto the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God. And the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks. Yata, look, there is... Yata, that's Romanian. Here is another ingredient. Okay? Giving thanks. Be thankful. Is this for one of the two or for both of them? This is an ingredient in the recipe of happiness for the family where both of them should have. Be thankful. Do we thank God for our spouse? Dear Lord, I thank you for my wife. Dear Lord, I thank you for my husband. But Lord, if she was a little bit <laughs> different, if she would have spoken less than she speaks... Lord, I would be more thankful. <laughs> Is this uh, a heart full of thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, there is some thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. But, you know, Lord, if you would change her a little bit more and keep me the way I am because I'm good, <laughs> that would be fantastic. We need to give God Glory and thank him for our spouse. Do we do that? Do we go to her and say, uh, Honey, I love you and I thank God for you. We need to hear that from each other. We need to be sure that our spouse loves me. And the other way. I told you once when we married, that's enough. <laughs> I told you I love you. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, when I don't love you, other than that, you know, I love you. <laughs> no, God keeps on saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. He manifested his love. We should keep saying, I love you, my dear. I love you, my darling. I love you. I love you. And show our love. Because God showed his love. We need to show our love. And we show that through our thanksgiving, through our gratitude. We are grateful. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. And this time I went back to my church. A lady comes to me and says, You know, brother, after you left and went to England, I realized that I really, really learned a lot from you and that, you are lost for me because you left and 
brother, I love you. And I said, oh, you need to wait till somebody leaves to realize how much you appreciated him. Why do we do that? Why do we wait till our spouse leaves this earth and then start regretting when we can say, hey, darling, I love you now. I don't know if I'll be able to say tomorrow, but I want to let you know today that I love you and I appreciate you and I appreciate all you've done for me and all you are for me. And I thank God for you. And when we pray, when we pray to God, we should thank God in our prayers for our spouse and let the spouse hear that we thank God. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good with me. You've been so good with me, giving my wife to me or the other way, giving a husband to me. And I appreciate. I appreciate you, Lord, first of all, and I appreciate my wife, my spouse. Always say thanks. Always be appreciative. God wants our hearts full of praises. So far we've seen ingredients for both of them. Verse 21. Maybe this is only for one party. Let's see. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. If I had read verse 22 first. Where it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. I'm sure the husbands would have said, Amen. Praise God. Yeah, you hear? Did you hear? Are you sure you heard this verse? <laughs> but, you know, uh, the Bible starts with verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another. From what I understand in the grammar of this uh, verse is that husbands should submit. His wife and the wife should submit her husband. Uh-oh. This is heresy. <laughs> it doesn't fit my theology. No, no, this is Bible. Amen? This is Bible. No, I'm the boss in this house. I think God was the boss. Amen? A family doesn't need a boss or dictator. A family needs a leader. Yes. But even a leader has to submit himself. And the Bible says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. I am to study the word of God and see what is God expecting from the family, from my marriage. And I am to submit to that as the authority for my life. And God has a role for husband, a role for wife in a family. And God has defined our roles very clearly in his word. But most of the Christians don't know the principles. That's the problem. We have a manual. We don't read it. And sometimes, if I think about this word, the manuals, not all the manuals are good. For example, before I left to Romania a week or so ago, two weeks ago, Andrea calls me on the phone and says, Dad, would you like a tablet? I'm, I'm buying me a cell phone now. And with this uh, cell phone comes a tablet and 
I said, oh, yeah, sure, you want to get me a tablet? No, no, but you have to pay 70 pounds a month. I have to pay 17 pounds a month. So this is not, I thought it was a gift, you know, from my daughter. I said, oh, good. thank you, Lauren. <laughs> we said, no, no, you have to pay 17 pounds. I said, okay, not too much, 17 pounds. What's 17 pounds? Is it a good tablet? Oh, yes, it's good. You know, she was interested in getting her cell phone. And helping me get a tablet in the process so she can get the whole thing, you know, the offer. So I get home. I mean, she gets home. I get home. I get a pack. And I say, I don't have time today to open the pack and look at the tablet and blah, blah, blah. Turn it on. I said, I'll do it tomorrow. So tomorrow comes and I say, oh, I need to turn this uh, tablet on. So I, I have the SIM card here. I have the tablet here. I say, uh, I need to put this SIM into the tablet. I say, oh, that's good. But I don't know how. And she says, oh, there is a manual there. Oh, that's good. I take the manual. And I look for the pictures. So I say, where does it show the way this SIM card should be inserted into the tablet? Oh, here's the picture. So I take the tablet. You know, I just, okay, the picture is like that. So this tablet should be like that. So it says, just push it up like that. And I say, okay, I'll push it up. And I tried and tried and I broke the screen. I said, oh no, I broke the screen. What am I going to do? I didn't even use this tablet and it's already broken. So I said, oh, I need to go to the dealer and take it back and see if I can... Get a new one. While I was waiting there for the guys to come and talk to me, thinking, I tried, didn't work, but I followed the manual. So it's not my fault. It's the manual's fault. The guy comes and says, no, no, we cannot replace this uh, tablet. No, sorry. I said, I'm not going to pay for something that I'm not using. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's your tablet. What's wrong with I said, there is something wrong with the screen. <laughs> Why did it break? It's not my phone. No, it's your phone. I said, okay. Talk to the manager. The manager comes and says, sorry, but, you know, it's broken. I cannot use it. And I follow the manual. Really? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, pulled out that manual. I said, okay, here's the, the manual. You pick a new tablet and just follow the manual. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. I said, why? It's your manual. Just follow it. No, no, no. I don't want to break it. You don't want to break it? Just follow. If it's correct, you shouldn't break the screen. No, the way to, put the, to insert the SIM is like this. Ah, it's not push. But, you know, look what this manual says, push. He said, I need to make a phone call. He went to the back office there. I don't know what he did. He came. Comes back to me and says, yeah, I'm going to replace your tablet. It's our fault. It's the manual. So I, I'm going to take a picture of the manual, send it back to the factory, and have them change the manual. There are manuals that are wrong. There is this manual. It's never wrong. You can trust this word, this manual. Yeah. We can fail in this word following the manual, but we can never fail. If we follow the manual, if we want to have a marriage full of success, all we need to do is follow the word of God. And the word of God says, 
submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We need to submit each other in fear of God. And in fear of God means several things. One, respect for the word of God. Respect for the word of God. And two, submission to the word of God. It's not enough to respect the word of God. Oh, I respect you. But whatever you say, I don't go by it. No, no. Respect the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the creator who spoke and put all this writing or his words into writing. And now the second step is obey. Submission to the word of God. I need to obey whatever God said. And if, the God, if God said in his Bible that we need to submit, we need to submit. Ourselves one to another in the fear of God. A wife shouldn't submit her husband because he's a dictator. Or a husband shouldn't submit his wife because she is the dictator. Because there are cases we find dictators, male or female. No, we should submit ourselves one to another in the fear or in fear of God, because we love God, we want to obey, because we know He's got all the wisdom, He can make my marriage be a success. He can make me live a happy life with my wife here in this world if we follow His advice. If we take his recipe with all these ingredients, and there are others, and I don't have time to go all over, over all of them. If we take all of them, we can continue reading through verse 28, and you'll find more. But if we take them and apply them, people around will see us differently. They will see us being separate from this world. And that's what we need to be. Come out, Paul says, from amongst them. Don't be. We live in this world, but we are not like them. We shouldn't let the principles of this world govern our families. If it doesn't work, face the court. Go and get divorced. We have the Lord. We have His Spirit. We have His Word here with His principles. We have His help. May the Lord help our families and the families that will form soon here. To take all these ingredients, take this recipe of God and apply to our lives, our families. And may people around see in this church happy families living with the Lord under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this evening and for each and every one who came out today to Listen to your word. Lord, this is not my word. It's your word. And your word has all we need, all families, to live a happy life.
Lord, may each and every one of us take this word, take these ingredients from your recipe and apply them to our lives. Help us to be a light in this world. Help us, our families, to be a light in this world. Help those who are not married here and are thinking of getting married to learn from you, to learn from your word, to know these principles and apply their lives so they can have happy marriages. Bless this church, Lord, with happy families. Help us to win more people for you through our lives, our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.